I think we're up. There we go. We're live. All right, guys. So welcome to another episode of the Weekly Anabolic. Uh, this is going to be our Snackum special here. So we've got a shorter episode here for you. Um, today we're going to be covering progressive overload. So Brady, would you like to open up with what progressive overload is? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So progressive overload, very, very simply put, is continuing to add load to whatever mechanism um, you are using to create hypertrophy um, for the same amount of reps than you were doing previously. So, um, for example, let's take the squat. Um, at one point, you squatted 135 for six. Then the next week, you squat 140 for six. That is progressive overload. Um, so, so that's very simply put. Cool. Um, do you think um, progressive? Do you think progressively overload needs to happen like day to day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year? Yeah. So I I think um, most or all very good programs, um, the whole strategy behind them is progressive overload. Um, the goal is to continue to get stronger. Um, and by getting stronger, you are building muscle. Um, you're, you're forcing or the need or adaptation um, to perform the way you are performing. And the way to do that is um, you load up the bar, you perform, you create a stimulus, an adaptation occurs so that you can perform that. And then you add more load, which then you create a stimulus, which then your body adapts so that you can perform that and so on. And you keep going. And uh, I think progressive overload really is the driver behind hypertrophy or, or is a very important driver behind hypertrophy. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's one of the most important training aspects um, yeah. is just continuing to add load to the bar mm. or yeah, I would... whatever you're using. Right. Yeah, for sure. I definitely say that the name of the game is definitely progressive overload. Like if you're in the gym, whether and you've been in the gym, you've been training for a little bit, regardless of whether or not you have known this, you've been in this attempt to progressively overload yourself. Um, unless you're you've unless you're that special circumstance where you've just gone into the gym with the objective of lifting the same weight, the same amount of reps every single time. But I think you're probably one of those people who challenges themselves just a little bit more than the next person, hopefully, especially if you're listening to this. Um, you know, you're looking for an extra rep. You're looking for a little bit more weight on the bar. Um, what forms do you think progressive overload uh, overload takes? Is it just in the form of more load on the bar? Um, do you see um, form progression as a form of, as, of overload? Um, what do you think, Brady? Um, so there's a couple different ways you can progressively overload. Uh, obviously, first and foremost is going to be the overload, uh, which so your weight, um, you know, adding more weight to the bar, grabbing heavier dumbbells, putting an next stack on the machine, whatever. Um, that's probably going to be your first one that most people know and understand well. Um, the second one is um, that people probably understand next best is going to be rep progression. Um, so continuing to do the same weight but performing more reps of it. Um, that is another way to overload. Um, it doesn't have the same uh, runway 
as um, as the actual load does. Um, so there will be a point where you cannot just continue to get another rep to achieve a stimulus for the muscle you are trying to work. Um, other factors come into play. Um, after that, I wouldn't say form necessarily is a form of progressive overload. Um, just because really you should be standardizing from the start. Um, so your form really shouldn't change. Um, and I also wouldn't consider tempo as a form of progressive overload because uh, there is diminishing returns um, mm -hmm. with, with tempo. You know, you can, you can sit in the stretched position for two seconds, and then I guess if you can sit in the stretched position for three seconds, you're technically overloading the stretched position by sitting there longer. However, you can you're not going to sit in a stretch position for ten minutes. Yeah, I think that's just a mix bar of in your words. Hand, right? Um, so I wouldn't really consider that at least a viable option for progressive overload. Um, I suppose on a very very small scale, it's some it's a technique you could use. Mm -hmm. um, but really, that's a complete other topic that we'll probably talk about in one of these. I think uh, tempo is more of a teaching tool than a progressive tool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, those are those are probably you know, I tend to stick to the two main methods of uh, weight and reps. Um, I'm sure there's other ones out there that people have thought of. There is sets. Um, sets is a method of progressive overload. Um, you know, continuing to add sets, but again, that's another one that there's only so much runway with it. Um, mm -hmm. So you have to be really really careful with that uh, because you can uh, kind of dig yourself into a hole if you just keep trying to add sets um you know that's why you know people try german volume training right 10 sets of 10 um but generally it doesn't last very long yeah. um, so it, it's a method of progressive overload um but it doesn't have as much runway to it mm -hmm. um do you think there's any other ones that i missed um no, I just wanted to maybe touch on that runway position because when you're progressively overloading, you want to make sure that you have as much runway as possible. Like you want to make sure that yep. you can progress with as within as much time as you possibly can. So like if you did just start with German volume training, you will have progressively overloaded yourself to start managing and dealing with 10 sets of 10. And then eventually you will have adapted to that. And then you've essentially just decreased the amount of runway that you have because what are you going to do? Add another set onto the 10 sets that, you, that you've already done? Yeah. Probably not. It's much better to chill with the two to three, maybe four really intense sets um, and and really like and just kind of milk those and, and ride them. Yeah. So when you know when you're setting up your program with progressive overload in mind, you obviously want to have the base of it around something that gives you the most room to progress, mm -hmm. and that's going to be load. Yeah. Right. Um, so you know there is a very, 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 very large amount of space on a barbell. Um, you know, dumbbells are limited to a certain extent. Um, but you can go pretty far with dumbbells. Um, you know, machines only go so far and, and so on. So, you know, that's kind of why you program around around barbells because they have the furthest progressive runway and you can progressively overload them the most. After that, you start working with rep schemes. So that's your that's your next step down. A lot of times, um, you know, a program has more than one progressive overload method within it, right? 
So you're not just progressing load, but then within that set that you're progressing load, you're also trying to progress reps. Um, you know, there is a pretty good runway with reps. Um, not not as big as load, but it's the next step down. So you you know that is also into your program. Um, after that, you then can start to progressively overload sets if you're getting to a point where the other two are having diminishing returns, um, and, and you work that way basically. Mm -hmm. So you want to start with your biggest bang for buck, which is going to be your load, and then implement the other strategies next to it. Yeah. um to kind of fill out a program yeah and if you are getting those diminishing returns you might be experiencing a little bit of just fatigue and maybe it's time for a deload right yeah yeah absolutely some sort. so yeah <laughs> you know it unless you have fully maxed out the barbell um then there's always room to go right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, how do you go about uh progressively overloading uh your movements brady i had weight <laughs> <laughs> how much weight uh, it, Plate, it totally depends you know plates. it's very very dependent on the movement um how comfortable i am with the movement um so i can't give a, a set amount that i increase but um to explain just how simple progressive overload is literally half a pound more than what you did last time is progressive overload any amount more than what you did last time is progressive overload. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. You know, you could throw on two plates from last time and that's progressive overload. You could throw on half a pound from last time and that's progressive overload. And where where you are at in your, your journey and your lifting age and, and all of these things will probably determine which one of those steps you take. Yeah. You know? I think uh, time also is another thing as well because, like, if you're progressively overloading across a year or two or three or four, that is a good amount of time to have, you know, really get the, the ball rolling to get some good momentum behind you. But if you've only like, let's say intra week, you're talking right. And you yeah. go from, um, two twenty five on bench for 10, but then the next week you decided dirty your, your sets up like a shit ton. Right. And you busted five just on that one set. You're like, yeah, like I just did five, like technically that's not progressive overload just because you did that. Everything yeah. does, you have to keep the standardization in mind too. Like everything has to be standardized between yeah. within your sets, your reps have to be standardized. So you can't just expect to like walk in dirty, dirty shit up and then be like five pounds, you know, five reps up and, and be like, yeah, I just progressed. Right. Or like a one RM is like the best example. It's like someone, you know, the, the dudes that like one are the dudes and, and gals that one RM like every other week, it's like they think that they're progressing, but it's that's not actual progression. You know, it's right. like you have to look at it a little bit more wide lens approach. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, progressive overload most times is not a very quick process. Um, you know, it, it takes some time. And generally, it's in small increments, especially if you've been training for a while. Um, but as Brandon said, the key to actually progressively overloading is having standardization amongst your reps, um, making sure that week to week, your sets look the same, your reps look the same. And, um, you know, the easiest way to visualize it 
is um, let's talk about a dumbbell curl. So you walk in the gym and you do 10 perfect dumbbell curls with 20 pounds. Super strict. Yep. And then a year down the road, you do 10 perfect dumbbell curls with a 40-pound dumbbell. Now, you progressively overloaded to get there. You kept the same perfect strict reps. And if that happens, you can pretty much guarantee that you grew bigger arms. Mm -hmm. Right? If you can lift a bigger weight for the same reps with the same exact technique, style, everything, if everything is held the same and the only variable that changed is the weight of what you're moving, then you can be assured that you made progress, mm -hmm. right? And so that is the key behind progressive overload is keeping every single other variable in check. Yeah. Versus week one, you strict curl it 30 pounds for 10, it was. And then week two. I think it was 20 pounds. Oh, 20 pounds. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were, you were a beast, Brady. And then versus the next week, and then you do 40 pounds for 10, but you just dirtied things up. You, you like heaved it. That is not progressive overload. That's just things on the opposite side of the spectrum for you. Oh, Brady is getting like super novid right now. Super exposed. Um, so, yeah. Why bother progressive overloading, Brady? We kind of touched on it. I think it's like the, the slow road does kind of suck just a little bit because you have to bite the bullet and you got to take your time and do things the right way. But it's much more rewarding um, when you get to the end of the line, so to speak, when you can actually progressively overload things properly instead of just kind of walking in there, blasting away at a weight, um, going in there the next week and blasting it away at a different weight and kind of just saying, I think I'm doing well. Oh, you are muted. So why progressive overload? Yes. So why choose progressive overload over just walking in there? Um, because when done right, it guarantees um, success over the long term. You know, it, it is the only method of training that will guarantee a continued stimulus for hypertrophy. It, it's just how it is. It, you can't expect, so you can't expect to bench 135 for six and have that create a stimulus, and then you just keep benching 135 for six and expect it to keep creating a stimulus. It won't. Mm -hmm. you, your body will adapt from that stimulus and then it will no longer need to adapt because it can handle it. You have to add load. Yeah. It's just like that's that's the basics of it. You know, that there's there's really no other way around it. You have to continue to progress. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's for people that don't care about their gains, um, you know, or actually making progress. You can go in the gym and, and rip whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Um, but for anybody that's actually trying to continue a long journey 
of of growth, progressive overload is what's going to take you from point A to point Z. Yeah. So you guys have heard us talk about this probably every episode. Almost. Probably. So <laughs> to to suggest a little something for you guys, it would be to pick a rep range, a lower rep range and a higher rep range. You can choose a six to eight and then a 12 to 15 um, and then pick a load. And, you know, pick a load for your six to eight. So something a little bit heavier and then just do it. See what you get. If you get six reps, you'll be at the bottom of that rep range and you'll know that that load is heavy enough for that set because you will have failed at that six rep. Um, and then on the next week, you can try and catch seven. If let's say you try to do that six to eight and the load was and, and then you hit maybe 10 reps, you'll you'll know that that load is a little bit too light. Or, and, and you'll have to increase. So, and then after that top set, you'll just back off and then you'll do a 12 to 15 and you'll pretty much replicate exactly what you did with your six to eight with your 12 to 15. You'll pick a weight, you'll shoot for 12 to 15. And then let's say you hit your 12 and you fail at that on the 13th and you only get 12, then that weight was bueno. And you can rock it the following week and try to snag another rep. Um, and that is honestly the best way we can honestly probably suggest progression to you and then when you have pushed those rep ranges to their upper limits so that six repper becomes an eight repper then you can increase load um and and when it comes to load increases that you're going to have different load increases probably most likely um differences between your upper body and your lower body you're probably only going to be able to load um, or progress the upper body um, by anywhere between like maybe five and 10 pounds increments at a time, whether that's on both sides or just one depends on really who you are and how strong you are and how, how, you know, how used to the, the movement you are as well. Um, yeah, it's and then your lower body can generally, yeah. And then your lower body can, will generally handle a little bit more and you can probably progress by a little bit more, maybe five, 10, 15. Yeah. Uh, so a really key part. Um, that I'm just going to touch on briefly here, it should be its own episode, is uh, he said fail, right? You, you don't stop in your rep range. You're supposed to fail in your rep range. They're very yes. different things. You you go into a set, and the, the concept is you're going to do as many as it takes to fail, not I'm going to do six, yeah. right? Yeah. You're just you're going to failure and really the concept is that you picked a load that you fail within six to eight reps Mm -hmm. Not I'm doing six to eight reps. Here's a load. I put on the bar Yeah, like I'm not gonna give Brady like 10 pound dumbbells and be like all right bench this between six to eight You know for a six to eight. Yeah, do do it six or eight times and then set it down. Yeah, no the 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 key behind progressive overload and hypertrophy is failure mm-hmm. right that's that's creating the stimulus and again that's a whole whole other episode to, to chat about and uh we aren't going to dive into that right now yeah yeah um that will be so a fun snack though that will be a fun one uh keep uh keep a lookout for that one um so we've kind of covered a lot of this um mm-hmm. but when when do we progressively overload? Um, yeah, um, week, week, day in and day out. 
week by week, we're progressively overloading every single session. Like you probably heard Brady or I talk about this, like every session that we have, one of the lifts within that workout will have been a rep up most likely yeah. there there hasn't the been a single is, the day goal is always to improve yeah exactly like there yeah. really hasn't been a single day that every single day i would say that i have either broken even or been a rep up some days i will say maybe there's like one or two crappy days out there where i was maybe a rep down like dude i literally like those rdls that we had talked about right horrible day <laughs> happens happens but usually more more often than not we're always a wrap up on something in the day yeah. You know, we always have some some sort of win or we've broken even. Right. And I feel so, like that's um, not something that a lot of people get when they normally lift. Yeah, I think it's because a lot of people don't track their stuff. Yeah. Um, they also don't know if they've like PR. That's the other thing. Right. Um, so, again, another conversation. Yeah. Um, but is there any exercises we shouldn't progressively overload? No. <laughs> Couch sitting, if that is an exercise, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, so basically, um, if well, if there's any muscles you don't want to grow, then that's when you don't progressively overload. Yeah, which actually, you know, that you kind of bring happen. up the topic. Yeah, it can bring up the topic of say you're way unbalanced and your legs are way too big for your upper body probably stop progressively overloading, keep them where they're at. Um, so that's when you kind of keep the same same weight, same reps, that kind of stuff, and you're just kind of holding a maintenance there while you're letting your upper body catch up to you. Um, but that's a very, you know, those are individual cases. Um, yeah. There's pretty much, for most people, there's almost no time where you shouldn't be trying to progressively overload. Yeah, like that circumstance that Brady just talked about, you're probably not in that box. You're probably not even listening to this. So, yeah, that you should attempt to progressively overload uh, everything you do, uh, depending on the exercises. How quickly you can overload is going to look different. You are not going to be able to progress in a bicep curl at the same speed you're going to be able to progress a squat or a deadlift. It's just it. It won't happen. Um, they're much smaller muscles. They take longer time um, to adapt and grow uh, to meet that next requirement. Um, so it looks different muscle to muscle, but you should always be trying to move forward and create the new stimulus. That's really all we train for. You know, if you're listening to this as a bodybuilder, we train to create a stimulus to create an adaptation that grows muscle. Yes. You know, that's it. Really, the load doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference. If, if I could, if I could bench 135 pounds and be and have a huge chest and squat 135 pounds, everyone would be pounds, walking around like this. <laughs> right. It, if that was possible, rock on. Like that would be so cool. But that's not how it works. You know, it, we train for a stimulus. Yeah. Um, so that's why you have to progressively overload. And I also think it does a good amount, uh, it does a good job of reducing injuries too, or at least kind of like mitigating the risk of, of injuries, because usually what happens is people just kind of go for shit, you know, they just slap on a yeah. bunch of weight, or they're, they don't really have that standard for the quality of their movement, and they just decide to dirty things up, and then they get hurt, 
you know? So progressively overloading, taking your time, adding 2.5, 10 pounds at a time does a really good job of kind of keeping you tidy. The rep yeah, ranges where they check. need to be. Yeah, exactly. It keeps you in check. And you and you'll know when you deserve a higher load because you will have shown your proficiency with those with the loads that you're working with right now. If you can turn two twenty five from a six repper into an eight repper or or let's say that you decide to go a little bit further, you want to build a little bit more proficiency with it, you want to make it into like an eight or a nine, then now you've really proven to yourself, okay, now I know I can handle like two thirty five, two forty five. Yep. It's uh it's laying breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a path, right? That's going to walk you through <clears throat> your journey of of getting massive. Yeah. Brick by oh. brick. Yep. Like you want to make sure that you're laying those bricks down like every single brick that you lay down for your house should be perfect, like perfectly set in stone. Because like by the end of it, once you've built your house, you want to make sure that do you, would you rather every brick be in line or would you rather you have just, you know, you just kind of speed like you just like speed tested it and you just like lay down the brick like it's like sideways upside down the mortar's like halfway in and halfway out it's like you can't you know like what kind of a house do you want to build for yourself (laughs) yeah exactly so like remember you're building this house for yourself so like you know you want to live in a nice house or a crap house yep um but i think that's it for progressive overload Um, yeah if, if you guys enjoyed the video give us a like thumbs up um, you know, put on notifications. We are putting out more content now, um, with our general weekly anabolic two hour long podcast, but then we're also getting these, these shorter episodes out. So, uh, make sure you're kind of keeping an eye on the channel and, um, hit that subscribe button. If you haven't, uh, you can get it down in the bottom right hand corner. It'll pop up here in just a second. All right, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.